is up? Welcome back for episode 19 of The Cut. I'm Christian Williams, your host. I'm here with Randy Hall. Randy, how you doing tonight? Doing great. Just got home. Thankfully, I uh, didn't have to do a ton of homework today, but, you know, put it off today and make my life hell tomorrow. That's how I work, you know. Yeah. <laughs> do tomorrow, do tomorrow, right? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> a couple days ago, I got up early to write a paper and I was like, oh, let me go back to college life. I turned Steve on because he was streaming Fortnite with Ken and Dieter. I was like, this okay. is just like I'm back home. <laughs> These dumb people are just talking over me. I'm just here not paying attention. That's perfect, dude. Exactly. Uh, That's how I thrive. <laughs> uh, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is our DFS episode where we go through and create a DraftKings lineup. Uh, before we get started, make sure you guys follow our Twitter at the Cut FFL. Uh, follow our Instagram with the same username. Uh, like and share us on Facebook, and then make sure you subscribe to us. We're on basically every podcast platform that you can think of: Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it. Um, make sure you hit the subscribe there. If you guys leave a review, you could be featured on one of our our weekday episodes. We typically record Mondays and Thursdays, so uh, we're trying to do a review of the week so if you guys leave a review you might be featured let's go ahead and get into it um our DraftKings platform that we do we do tournaments and we do basically just the standard one dollar entry with the standard roster size um so we have a salary of fifty thousand and we're going to win some money for you this week. Uh, listen to us tinker because we'll probably make the wrong choices, but we'll talk about the right guys. Isn't that right, Randy? Every week. That's how it <laughs> works. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Uh, we'll start with the quarterback position as always. There are a few guys that are pretty consistent in most of my lineups, but are there any guys that you are particularly fond of this week? Um. We talked about a couple this week already. I think that middle range, if – I don't think I want to do Allen because I think 6,500 is too much for him because he hasn't really had anything explosive. He's been consistent, though. Yeah. So if he was like 58, 5,900, I think I'd ride him this week, especially going against Philly. But I think the cheaper play is Stafford, and that's – Stafford and Murray are kind of where I'm uh, looking most of it, but I kind of have no problem going up to Watson either. Yes, uh, so I agree with that. I think Stafford is the most consistent quarterback in each of my lineups this week. I just think that, and I talked about it on on Friday's episode, I think that he's going to be able to tear apart that giant secondary, and I also think that they're just going to throw the freaking ball the whole game. Um because they lost carry on and this is kind of the first game working in Ty Johnson as the starter. So um, I'd be ecstatic with Stafford, but also I'd be cool with some diversity in some of my lineups. Um, Me too. Uh, I know we, I know obviously my start of the week was Tannehill and he's all the way down at 5,100. I have him in other lineups, so I'm not, I'm okay playing him here, but I think we really need to get back to what we normally do in our other lineups and kind of stacking our quarterback with someone. Yes. So I think we need to base that. I think we need to make a decision there. So okay. basically it comes down to, do you want 
Hopkins or Stills for Watson? Do you want Lockett or Metcalf with Wilson? Any? Do we want Goff and maybe take Everett or Gurley to avoid trying to pick one of the receivers because we actually don't really know who's going to go off? If we go Stafford, I kind of want Galladay. 100%. I mean, obviously uh, Marvin Jones had a big week, but he usually has one week and then doesn't do well the next three. Josh Allen, it has to be John Brown for me. <laughs> Kyler Murray, I guess it has to be Fitz, even though he's kind of had two bad weeks. And Tannehill, kind of pick your poison, really. I mean, for me, it would be Johnny Smith. Um, I know Corey Davis and A.J. Brown had big target weeks last week, so we'll see. Yeah, so like I said, I, I think I want some diversity in my lineups. I know you have Tannehill in quite a few lineups, but – I think that that might be the play this week. I I think that at that price and with that matchup, you're going to get value. And yep. you, you talked about it. He might end up a, a low-end quarterback one this week. And at 5,100, if you can get any form of a quarterback one, I think you've got to got to take that shot. So you yeah, cool I, with putting Tannehill in? I'm perfectly fine with that. If he gets 15, 16 points, he pretty much – Hits what he's supposed to get. So anything plus, which I expect at least a little bit plus, is good. And it allows us to be a little bit more flexible later. Yeah, So I'm sure. fine with that. Hold on, let me uh, scroll for a second here. And, uh, yeah, it'll take you a while. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, now that we did that, like I just said, we I said we just lock in whatever target we want to use with them and then go from there. So what do you want to go, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, or Johnny Smith? Um. I think I want to go with your tight end start of the week just because, again, if you can get value and, I mean, man, he's at 2,800, we can absolutely stack the rest of this lineup. So let's go ahead and slide him into the lineup and see what we're looking at for the rest of the positions. (laughs) Over 6,000 for the rest of the positions. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to slide over to defense and knock that low-cost one out. Okay. Scroll uh, down the show doc real quick. <laughs> yeah. Now, there is one particular defense I am very fond of this week. Uh, we talked about it a little before. It's the Detroit Lions. I I do believe that the Giants might be able to hang with the Lions this week. However, Daniel Jones is a turnover machine, and the Lions' defense – is decent to where you're going to get some value at, at 2,800. I mean, they're in the, uh, they're about, they're right in the middle uh, as far as defensive yeah. uh, salaries go. So what, what do you think about the Lions this week? I'm fine with them. If they had Slay, I'd be a little bit happier with it. But obviously we're, I mean, we had Nathan on here last week and he brought up a great point. We He's targeting defenses and the games that are throwing a lot and obviously the Giants have Saquon but they still throw a ton and that's when Jones makes his mistakes so I'm fine with it personally obviously going through obviously I would love to have the Pats even though uh, it's going to be a little bit bittersweet to watch it happen Mm -hmm. and the Rams should be dominating so for me I think I for me, it's probably between the Rams, the Titans, 
the Jags slightly, but Colts and Lions. I personally really like the Chargers and Panthers going into this, but as of yesterday, their ownership percentage is tops of the week. So I actually don't know if – I don't think I'd mind spending up to get the Rams defense uh, because you do bring up a good point with teams that are throwing the ball. Cincinnati is going to have to throw the ball, and they're not very good at that. They're not very good at anything. They're especially not good at running the ball, which means that they will try to throw the ball even more. Um, and the Rams' defense is is solid. I mean, they're averaging 8.9 fantasy points per game, which isn't – I mean, that's definitely not leading the league, especially yeah. with the landscape of the Patriots, but that's still solid. And this is a game where you could see them score 15 yeah. to 20 points. Yeah, and they just got Ramsey. So, I mean, let's be real here. London games are either a complete blowout or kind of a complete crapshoot of what happens. There's usually not an amazing game that happens. Agreed. So, and let's, we, last London game, what happened? Like four picks from Winston. So I kind of yeah. want to ride that luck and just keep going with it. Yeah, and for sure. And they're the lowest ownership of any of these top tier defenses. So I'm fine with running with it. I did want to point out a stat I heard yesterday where. If the Pats' offense didn't touch the field this year, they would be 3-0 and right now. Do you know how insane that is, <laughs> that their defense and special teams is doing this to people? It's nuts. I, I do think, <laughs> that, I think that the Patriots' defense is always a good play, but I think that this is probably the first week where you're a little nervous. I know you're not. I'm, but- oh, okay, well, I'm nervous for because the Browns get to prepare for this, but they're still... I mean, we haven't seen anything great from the Browns, so. I, I agree with that. Um, but I also would rather take my shot against Andy Dalton than Baker Mayfield. So yep. I, think the, I think the Rams is the play here. So that will leave us 63-83 per player going into our running backs and receivers and then our one flex <laughs> position, which is phenomenal. Uh, that's probably the highest it's been knocking out the quarterback tight end and defense. So let's move on to running back. There are quite a few guys that I am I am definitely intrigued by. Who are you looking at specifically at the top end of running backs this week? All right. Well, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> let's be real. McCaffrey's back in the slate. So he is going to be played by everyone. Because he wasn't played by everyone one week, and everyone learned their lesson. But they have a really bad matchup this week. And, I mean, McCaffrey against the worst matchups, which I think is pretty much Tampa Bay for him, those are his two not-so-great games. Yes. They keep raising his price almost to 10 k now. There's going to be one of these games where he only gets 10, 11 points, and it's going to hurt everyone. And this probably is the best chance of any week. I mean, if he burns us here, it's. I think it's okay because he's almost forty percent owned. People, this is. I don't want to touch that. <laughs> yeah, but same not. same thing with Barkley and Fournette, who is magically up to where he actually should be priced, <laughs> which we've I been mean, talking about for three weeks now. Oh my god! It took him. <laughs> it took him six weeks just to get to seven thousand. My yeah, god! It, it's nuts, and he's a top five running back in the league right now. He, he's a top three running back for me personally. <laughs> Actually yeah. running the ball, at least. I mean, 
Here's my thing is I actually do think Fournette gets his touchdowns this week, but his ownership's 25% right now. Mm-hmm. I'd rather drop down to Carson personally. Okay. I like Gurley, obviously, but I think Gurley's a better cash play. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I'm just going to say now is Schaub going against Seattle. They're not going to be as explosive, obviously. They haven't been able to run the ball a year. So I think they get up early and just feed Carson and feed Carson for 30 carries probably. So yeah. I'd rather ride that personally. Yeah, I, I think that this is definitely the the bounce back. He he wasn't terrible in his last game, but it wasn't the Carson that you have come to hope for every week. Yeah. So I, I am definitely okay with him being in this lineup. Um, so his value is 7,000. So that'll knock our average remaining player down. Just very slightly, so yeah, we still have a lot of flexibility. It's years past. There was always some running back that was five thousand or below that you're like, oh my god, perfect value this week. Mm-hmm. DraftKings not stupid; they understand yeah, that they definitely. are pricing up the running backs to make sure. Now, right below Carson is Bell, who I think has a pretty good week, but also Chubb, who I think is going to be the key to keeping the Browns in the game. And so his ownership's got to be super low. I yeah. Well, now give me one quick sec. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, look back <laughs> up. It's at four percent. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not killer low, but you you want to get around five percent or below for tournaments. Yeah, for sure. And I, like you said, Nick Chubb is going to be the catalyst for this offense because. Man, if if they have to rely on Baker throwing the ball 40 times, it's going to be a shit show. It's going to be awful to watch as a Browns fan. It's going to be yeah. great for you to watch. It's going to hurt, trust it, me. I don't want to watch. Sweet. Yeah. and But here's the thing. Here's my only worry with that is because the Browns' pads and attack hasn't looked great, maybe they stack the box and just come after Baker every single play. And there's eight in the box, and they just man on the outside. And then you're taking the shot that Odell gets beats his guy deep. And maybe he does once, and then maybe they switch. It, the only game that Beckham's actually played against the, the Patriots was <laughs> he had four catches for, I believe, 103 yards. Uh, first drive, I think it was, like third play, he beat Butler, I believe, for a streak. And got out like a 70-yard touchdown. And then yeah. was shut out the rest of the day. Belichick yeah. <laughs> said, screw that. We're <laughs> doubling you all day. So, yeah. But, they but don't have to double them now. Yeah, but that was the Giants. This is the Browns who have more weapons. So that's why I'm a little worried that they try and stop Chubb. But I do think they try and stop Odell in the passing game. Yeah, I mean, I think that if the Patriots... I don't think stacking the box would be a good thing for the Patriots, and I don't think that Bill Belichick knows how to put together a poor game plan. So I think that if they're gonna, well, if they're gonna focus on anyone, it's gonna be stopping the passing attack because Nick Chubb, while he's phenomenal, he can only get the Browns so far, um, and and they're gonna need Baker to play well. Um, I still kind of hesitate to put Nick Chubb in the lineup because there's the, a very real possibility that he gets less than 10 points and at 6,600, that would just completely take us out of that would kill any us. shot. Yeah. yeah. My, 
the the real game that has me worried because of Chubb is the Super Bowl because they came out in a bare front to stop the Rams from running the ball, and then Goff couldn't do anything. And I think that's going to be kind of their game plan. That's why I'm off of him. Going into, like, last night, I was like, Chubb, holy crap, 4%? Let's do it. And I was like, well, <laughs> wait a minute. What has Bill shown me before? So moving, <laughs> so moving down, David Johnson's going to be out 100%. They signed two running backs this week. Johnson's yeah. not playing. So Edmonds blew up last week. This is not as good running the game, running game matchup this week against the Saints. Uh, but they do, but they pass so much. So, yeah. But one thing with Edmonds is his price jacked way up. He's at sixty two hundred now, uh, which that also makes me a little bit nervous. And I kind of think that his ownership is. I mean, it's high. It, it's it hits over ten percent, which, like you said, you you try to get under five percent and also get a boom play. I'm not necessarily scared to put someone in that has high ownership because I think that if we think that a player is going to just go off, then we still put them in and, and chase those points. Yeah. Chase Edmonds. I, I, I love him as a running back. I think that he looks even more explosive than David Johnson this year, but against new Orleans, I, it's, I, it's also scary. It's <laughs> new Orleans. I'm pivoting to Mac or Jacobs here. If yeah. I'm playing that, because yeah. Max at five percent owned, and a bounce back game for him against Denver's defense is getting better, obviously, but I mean, they're not going to be able to stop this running game really. And then you got Austin Eckler there, who could be a passing weapon. Latavius Murray is less likely for me because it seems like Kamara is probably going to play. Yes. Um. So, I mean, you're pretty going down. I know you don't really want to play Melvin Gordon. I kind of do. Really? Looking at his price. Um, it's all the way down at 5400 And the Bears, we talked about it on Thursday's show, or Friday's show. My apologies. We were late. <laughs> um, the Bears have given up just a an absolute shit ton of running or rushing yards in the last couple of games. So, yep. I think that Melvin Gordon actually would be a really good value play here. Mm-hmm. For that same reason, though, Sony could also be a value play at 5,200 going against the Browns, who've kind of done the same thing. Yes, I, that was the next guy I was going to talk about. Um, I know that he was your running back start of the week, so you obviously think that he's going to have a good game. Um, I I would tend to agree especially with the amount of weapons that the Patriots have. And I mean, you've got Tom Brady that can just distribute the ball wherever. So I think that the Browns focus more on that than they do stopping Sonny Michelle, who has just a a very minimal amount of, of rushing yards this year. Um, He's obviously been fantasy relevant and he gets those touchdowns that keep him that way. Um, If I were choosing between Gordon or Michelle, I think I would actually go Michelle just because he's cheaper and he's played better. <laughs> he has played better. That's that's my only worry with Gordon is if he actually explodes this game. Uh, he has a shot. They should. He should. But I just don't know. And <laughs> yeah. It's hard to tell. It really is. I do kind of feel bad at that because I really think he does blow up. But it's hard to trust. And at some point, the Chicago is going to rally back. Yeah. 
and I think if Keenan Allen is out or limited, I don't think Melvin Gordon does as much. I think that they rely on Eckler to come out of that backfield and get some receptions. Possibly. And and don't get me wrong, Melvin Gordon can catch the ball too. Just he is significantly inferior to Austin Eckler in that respect. Yeah. And but they also may move Eckler out to the slot as well. Very true. Um, uh, well, well, before we pick here, I'm going to go down a little bit. Ty Johnson, as we talked about before, is at 4,900. Me personally, with the not knowing the workload fully, it's a bit high this week. If well, he was if he was 4,000 or 4,200, I think I'd plug him in. But I think I'd rather keep that money. His ownership percentage is over 15% too. Yep. So I I don't think that Ty Johnson should be in any one of your lineups listeners uh, just for that sheer fact that he could be on the field for less than 50% of snaps. I don't think that that's going to happen, but we don't know what's going to happen. And if, if you're risking money on, on if you're banking on Ty Johnson to be out there for 80% of snaps, I think you're going to end up disappointed yeah, um, and uh, if, if you're one of the sixteen percent, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and I do want to. I do want to drop down to David Montgomery, who since having one big game, he hasn't done anything. But we basically had his coach call his other coach an idiot this week, and take over the play calling and say he's going to run the ball, and that's the only way you're going to beat the Chargers, really. So, at forty four hundred, they're almost daring you to play him. Yeah. And his ownership is actually less than Sony Michelle's, or more than Sony Michelle's. I mean, yeah. Um, so he, that that he's, he's cheaper. That's why he's cheaper, and he's also just. I mean, I can almost guarantee that you will get some value out of Montgomery based on what Nagy was saying throughout the week. So, same. I'd be cool with that, and that would give us even more flexibility going into our last few positions. So you good with Montgomery? I'm fine with Montgomery because we can always come back and pick one of the running backs a little higher for our flex. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's do that for now and move on to wide receiver. DeAndre Hopkins, he has owned an incredible amount. but As he should be. Yes, he I almost want to say he's a lock for this this particular lineup that we're crafting right now. What do you, what do you think? I don't want to say that. <laughs> I I want to I want to go down a bit. Um, Fair. So well, here's the thing. We're oh god, there's some cheap options that I really like this week, and that's my problem. Mm-hmm. But that may actually let us have Hopkins. The only thing is, you're paying eighty one hundred. It's forty three percent ownership. Yeah, it's probably always only going to go up. It's hard. It's hard to say that he's going to hit value this high. That's Ag- that's my concern. I I could agree with that. I know you wanted to kind of touch on some receivers, but there's one in particular that we already touched on a little bit, and that's Kenny Galladay. He's yep. Valued at 6,400. I think that came down slightly because of the Marvin Jones blow-up game. Yep. Kenny Galladay, I think, is the guy to slide in first here just because we're both super high on him. We think that the the Lions passing attack is going to be 
as awesome as it has been. And we talked about it on Friday's episode. Stafford likes to target one receiver. He gets locked in and it never seems to be Marvin Jones two weeks in a row. So I think that Galladay is the receiver to have. What do you think about that? I'm fine with it. He obviously, oh, Jesus. Sorry, Oregon just picked up the ball. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> distracted and touchdown. Great. Uh, so Jones has the better matchup of the week, obviously, because he's the wide receiver too. But it's not like it's a hard matchup against the Giants. They, they've been playing better, but they get torched kind of every week by receivers. So I'm fine with playing Galladay. It did hurt us last week. Uh, it did. It is, yeah. But there's also there's so many people that are like, I got burned once, never play again, and that's it's just you're not playing smart if you play like that. You I gotta, actually take the opposite approach. If if I get burned by that person, that means other people got burned, and they're gonna have that approach that you just said, and and I want him in my lineup. Well, for the fact that I, I probably won't get burned again, probably. He also has one of the higher ownerships, though. That's, that's yeah. That that I just saw. He's at yeah. twenty three. Yeah, that's rough. Um, that was my main concern. If I'm going to be honest here, <laughs> I was kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, that that I can get behind. So if, if I'm going to get that much percentage, I would rather pay up for Godwin because <laughs> I have a guarantee there. That's kind of yes and no. That that's a tough matchup for Godwin, but I actually think it's a Isn't tougher it? matchup for Evans. So yeah, I, that's fine. And and we talked about it against good defenses. Godwin seems to be the guy that Jameis leans on because he's the the shorter yardage guy, and Jameis doesn't want to throw four picks again because the no name backup might actually get some playing time if that happens again. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, All right. Okay. Sorry, so, Tampa Bay backup. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to have you pick here. So Kenny Galladay, Tyler Lockett, or Chris Godwin? Chris Godwin. Okay. And that's easy for me. I think Lockett does have a decent game, but we we already talked about it. If they get up early, it's going to be a Carson game. And I don't want to risk that's Lockett. What we're bank- yeah, we're banking on the running game. For Seattle. Yeah, for sure. To bet against ourselves is silly. Yes. Um, Strategy 101 right there. Um, So give me three more. We still have 6,600 per player putting Godwin in the lineup. Going down another tier, we got DJ Chark at 6,000, Golden Tate at 5,800, John Brown at 53. Uh, Sold. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine with John Brown. Um, Hold on. Let me go down a little bit, show you. Uh, (laughs) Well, we went against using Corey Davis, so I won't mention him except I just did, I guess. Uh, Kenny Stills is 4,700, and obviously you know I love him. I do. Robbie Anderson all the way down to 4,900 with a low ownership. Jarvis Landry. At forty eight hundred with under one percent ownership, sold. That it's hard for me not to use him. Well, Hold on, let me let me run through these real quick. Okay, Manuel Sanders forty six hundred one percent. Sanu four thousand under one percent. 
Sanu's catching a touchdown this week. Probably. And my big sleeper of the week, Deshaun Hamilton at 3,300. Yeah, that's huge. And But the thing is, is <laughs> I mean, we might go back and take Montgomery out of this lineup because there are so many guys that are, are going to be value plays under 5,000 where we can probably slide in um, either Sony or, or whoever we end up going with and still have some salary left over. Yeah. So, do you, so okay, I think we need to pick either Kenny Stills or John Brown first. Yes. The only reason that – I say we pick John Brown is because their ownerships are pretty similar and John Brown is more consistent. I know Stills is going to be a boom play this week. However, I am nervous that maybe they get up early, similar to the Seahawks, and they turn to Carlos Hyde. I don't – I think that the Raiders will be able to – yeah, well, gross (laughs) – I think the Raiders will be able to keep up, but there is the off chance that you get uh, fumble through the end zone, Derek Carr again, and it's it it scares me a little bit with how high Stills's ownership is. Listen, man, I'm using Stills elsewhere. I'm fine pivoting here. <laughs> well, I'm using John Brown elsewhere. Right. Well, we're using but. John Brown. I actually <laughs> I have John Brown's price wrong in the dock. Sorry, he's fifty nine hundred. Yes. <laughs> my but, bad <laughs> but that's also still gonna be a value yeah that's still fine okay and then it kind of sounds like we okay hold on let's pick a favorite of the cheapest and then we'll compare them to our favorite of the other tier okay so we want Deshaun Hamilton Sanu Sanders or or Landry. S- Sanders or no 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 hold on no, no, no. do we want William Sanu or where, where am I looking? Mike Williams. Mike Williams has the highest ownership, but may have maybe the only wide receiver target this week. Yeah, we talked about that. I'm not sure that – I mean, yes, the volume's going to go up. I'm not sure that's a good thing, though, if, if Keenan Allen's out. Um, yeah. I personally like Sanu this week. Okay. <laughs> I – Nope. I think that at four thousand, and I'm I'm guaranteeing he gets fed the rock. Like that's what the Patriots do. That's what most teams try to do when they have a new target. They want to uh, incorporate them into the offense, and the Patriots showed that with Antonio Brown. R.I.P. Um, he's not really dead, but um, yes, I, I would definitely go Sanu here. Yep. I mean, my well. So my only legitimate worry of uh, of Sanu is not playing a ton of snaps. Because Antonio Brown, when he came in, he got fed, but he only basically had, I think, one or two like actual sets to be in. And the Patriots' playbook is super vast. Obviously, the Falcons don't have a simple offense, but it's not. Patriots have just such a huge playbook. He may only be in for a few different sets. That's literally my only concern. 
Breaking news, Devontae Adams is not expected to play, so don't put him but, in your DraftKings lineup. But did you get the Tyrell Williams is expected to play? Yes, as you were saying that. Um, this is this is phenomenal. This is great insight. You know I want Tyrell Williams. Well, okay, I'm fine with that, man. <laughs> I I think that when Tyrell Williams has been healthy, he has been good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and he's only at 5,500 because he's coming off an injury. But we, they're they're playing Houston, who's 30th against wide receivers. Yeah, Dude, so. and possibly without the three starting corners. So yes. do we want do we want to pivot from Sanu mm-hmm. to him? Yes. I kind of do. <laughs> yes. Now that I got the update, I've been nervous all week. <laughs> yes, and I actually did not think he was going to play. Uh, David I, Johnson is out. Okay. All yeah, the updates. Thank God. Sorry. Uh, okay, well, that leaves us with just our flex and not the right amount of money that we're looking for. Not at all. We have too much and not enough at the same time somehow. <laughs> yes. We have 400 left, and we either need to – we can spend up 300 somewhere else to go all the way to Hopkins, or we can spend down somewhere like 500 and get Saquon. So, I... personally, I'm always more in favor of upgrading a position than downgrading. Yeah. So, do you... Okay. Well, that's kind of tricky. What do you me... want to upgrade? <laughs> Let me uh, toss a scenario out for you. Okay, there. How about we take Montgomery out of our lineup and we insert Saquon, which gives us some flexibility in the flex. Do we want to, well, no, 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 no. Well, no, we didn't, no, we didn't pick that D. Okay. Um, boy, that's, it's intriguing. That's intriguing, but I don't, if I'm paying that high, I don't know. I don't want to pay that high. I really don't. That's fair. Do we want to, so now we know for sure, that David Johnson's out. Do we want to go with Chase Edmonds? I don't. <laughs> well, then why don't you bring it up? Um, I don't know, man. So think- there's there's Sony Michelle fifty two hundred. That would give us a little bit less to spend, so our eyes don't get huge. Well, um, in fairness, though, Sony Michelle is going to get probably between ten and twenty points. There's no really boom chance. Agreed. What? But okay, so let me let me throw this out there for you. If we went with Sony, we could flex Kamara, who has his quarterback back, and he's going to be playing. That it's a fully healthy Saints team against a, a, a Cardinals defense who's Kamara, good against running backs. Kamara is not playing. Just got it. Well, then, fuck me. Um, I'll bleep that out. Sorry. <laughs> You've cussed like four times, or are you going to bleep this one out? Yeah. You can't be dropping fuck bombs, dude. Well, we could pivot <laughs> right back to Latavius Murray. I don't want to. I mean, it worked last week for everyone when he got 30 touches. Yes, but I, I, I did... Just mentioned that the Cardinals are actually good against running backs, but that's because they get thrown all over. Um, the The worry that I would have is Latavius isn't going to get the targets that Kamara would have. He got five catches and six targets last week. Yeah, but Kamara against 
this team would probably get eight to ten. And maybe but Latavius they, does. But they're going to be without their tight end. So that usually swings right back to the running back. Josh Hill, dude. Josh Hill. I'm not playing Josh Hill anywhere. I am. Big fan. He won't be. Top 12 tight end. <laughs> he likely will not be able to run the ball against New Orleans. I'll say that. Or against uh, uh, Arizona. Yes. He, I he likely won't have 130 yards again. Yes. But he could have the touchdowns. No, no, we're we're pivot. I'm not doing that. I'm not yeah. doing it. Do you, okay. <laughs> I oh my god. This is tough. I, mm, oh, Christ. I don't know. Everyone around here is so up and down. So it's hard to You wanna put Joe Mixon in the lineup? I will slap you through this <laughs> freaking camera. Oh, my lordy. Do you want to roll with your boy, Austin Eckler? Sure, yeah. Because I I think that we're going to get an update here tomorrow that Keenan Allen's out. There's no reason to play him. Dude. (laughs) With that, we we have our pick between Julian Edelman or Le'Veon Bell. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Um... I don't know what to do there. I, I Jacksonville hasn't been great against running backs. Lev Bell gets all the freaking work. Um, well, he the, he was out for a little bit more, I want to say. I, I want to say he didn't get the full workload that he got when Darnold was out the well, last couple of weeks. Yeah, but last we can't talk about last week. True. We got to throw that. He still at 70 yards. I mean. I don't want 70 yards in this lineup. Okay, well, let's not play Le'Veon Bell then, man. I don't know what you want from me here. <laughs> but I think I want him over Edelman because the Browns' corners are back. I don't know that it matters. You're just killing me, man. I'll tell you that right now. You're straight up murdering me. That's it's just. <laughs> Do you want to do Le'Veon Bell? I, I'd be no. okay with it. No, I, I don't. I don't either. If we... <sighs> This Man. is why this podcast ends up going longer than we want it to, because we just deliberate for an hour. Yes, and I'm a crappy host. Sean tries to keep us on track. I just <laughs> I <roll> anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, let's take Eckler out. And dude, sorry, I don't know who to play. So I really don't. Eckler's fifty nine hundred. I want to go five hundred down. Sony Michelle or James White. Sonny Michelle or James White? Yes, or. Dude, you can't do that to me. I know. Dude, I... you can't do that to me. <laughs> we talked about oh. Sony a lot. We didn't really talk about James White. He's solid. He is consistent. He is going against a pretty he's... crappy Browns defense. So He's getting like eight plus targets a game. But, dude. You can't, dude. You can't make me pick this. You really, right. you physically can't make me pick this. All right, I'll pick it, and it's a shock. It's Sonny Michelle. So yeah. So I, we're gonna put Sonny Michelle in the lineup. I I hesitate to do that all the time, but well, so that gives us <laughs> that screws us again, Christian. <laughs> I know. Um, who was I trying to come up for? Oh my god. Um, 
<laughs> so that gave us 7,600, which doesn't make any sense to me. I, I can't do maths this late. Who are you trying to get there? I don't know. I don't even remember. It's, uh, I don't think I did the right thing though. I think I don't want, I don't want any of these people. Man. <laughs> I mean, not for tournament at least. Um, do you want to take a shot on Ty Johnson? We I talked mean, about his high ownership, so probably not, but no, I don't. Yeah. Um, sorry, we're just scrolling through uh, our, our DraftKings right now. And, uh, all right. Let me, let me, let me test something really quick. So, son of a gun. I think I was trying to come up to get Todd Gurley. However, I don't. It's not cash. I don't really want it. What about Tyler Lockett? So we put. We're betting. We're betting they're running the ball. I know. We can't bet against ourselves. (sighs) Scrap it. Just. Take what? out everyone. Hold on. Let me let me <laughs> come up with a kind of different. Why don't we switch? Why don't we switch Sony to either Chase or Marlon Mack? I'll Mar- let you pick. I, I'm 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 in on Marlon Mack here. Okay. Fan of that. That gives us 6,700, which is Mike Evans, Nick Chubb, George Kittle, Odo Beckham. <laughs> Dude, this is this is the hardest thing we've ever had to do. We already have Godwin in the lineup. We can't go Mike Evans. No, nope. we talked about Chubb. His ownership is low. I think if we take a shot on a top five running back, I wouldn't hate it. It would give us more to root for. Yes, I don't want to put two tight ends in a DraftKings lineup. That's silly. Um, we could, we could, dude. We're basically we can, betting on Browns. When we, and we're, we have to nervous. choose which one. Yeah, it, It's Chubb or Beckham. One of them is going to pop. Chubb safer. Chubb safer. Do we want to put Nick Chubb in this lineup? Sure. Sure, <laughs> man. Well, if we get 100 more, do you want to go up to Chase Edmonds or are you just sticking with Mac? Just want to make sure because we have 100 excess then. Um, I... I think I, I think I want to stick with Mac because I really don't All like right. the matchup. Okay, for well, let's, Edmonds. let's stick with this then, man. All right, this is this is not our best work. I will say that. I mean, I I am still very confident in the lineup. However, that was tough. Uh, we we put ourselves in a ourselves in a salary bind there. Yeah, um, that's not good. And and this is the type of stuff you have to deal with sometimes. You. And and I'm sure we'll go back and forth and try to tinker this before the games start tomorrow. Hopefully we don't. Uh, so I'll go ahead and read through it. It's Ryan Tannehill, Chris Carson, Marlon Mack, Chris Godwin, John Brown, Tyrell Williams, Jonu Smith, Nick Chubb, and the Rams defense. When you read it out loud, it sounds like a great lineup, but <laughs> it, there's a lot of risk involved in this lineup. Um, I'll I'll tell you one thing that I usually like is I usually like to have 
not everyone in one set of games. So us having Mac and Chubb in the four o'clock slot does give me a bit of a bit more okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, My, it's just hard. It's hard for me because I know Mac isn't going to get pass catches. That's that's my thing that I hate. Yes, but I think that the Colts dominate the game and and he gets touchdowns. But I mean, it scares me that Jordan Wilkins is still out there to snag those. But I think I think Mac will have a good game. All right. Do you, do you think that Chase Edmonds has a better game? I think he might. I'm playing him in season long. I think, oh, dude, dude, the, the, oh, they have nothing else in that backfield. That's kind of my thing. I agree with that. However, I think the ownership percentages is what really swayed me. Max only 5%. Edmonds is 13%, and he'll yeah, shoot no, up tomorrow morning. You're right. Let's go, Mac, because even with Johnson out last week, Edmonds, I believe, only had like two catches. So it's the same. Yes. We're not tinkering. We're not tinkering last second. <laughs> I'm not doing this to myself again. All right. Well, that'll do it then. Randy, do you have anything else to add? Nothing. Good Lord. Go (laughs) donate to Mr. Beast's tree thing so he can save the planet. Do that. All right. Sweet. I think it's like teamtrees.org. Do that. (laughs) Awesome. Great. Donate a dollar. Dollar per tree. I love it. (laughs) All right. Well, before we go, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at the cut FFL. Um, like, share, subscribe this episode. Um, we're, we're pounding out these episodes. We're, we're getting three out a week, which is awesome. We hope that it's helping you guys a little bit. We hope that you enjoy this. Um, if you don't enjoy it, you can leave a review and, and tell us why you don't enjoy it. If you do enjoy it, please leave us a review because we want to hear some of your, your positive feedback too. Um, so that'll do it for us. For Randy Hall, I am Christian Williams. Peace.